Today, our friend Ali Garced is going to share with you her exact buyer checklist that has netted her hundreds of real estate transactions. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Welcome back to part three of the buyer series checklist. Again, this is what my group does. We love our checklist. We put everything in the checklist. That way we never forget anything. We can sleep easy at night and not wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh my gosh, did I do this? No, we can just reference the checklist. Uh, Anything that you do more than twice should be part of a checklist. So welcome back. Ali Garced, Ali the agent on all social media. If you have been enjoying this series so far, please go ahead and give DJ and Keeping It Real a review, five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, whether it's YouTube or Apple or Spotify, please go ahead and do that. DJ does a lot for, for bettering this industry and I love that. So if you are catching this Uh, on part three and you have not yet watched part one or part two, I advise that you go to part one and you watch that on YouTube as opposed to listening to it because as much as I'm trying to vocalize exactly what I'm doing, it's better if you follow along on the computer and can see and create your own checklist if you don't want to um, ask me for the checklist here. You can create your own checklist uh, just following along because I'm sharing my screen on everything. So but otherwise, if you want the copy of my checklist, I am giving these away for free. Just meet with me first. Text 520-341-2552 or you can just find me on social media. Again, that's Allie the agent. I have been meeting with a couple of you and it's so nice that just being able to share the checklist and help other agents out. I love it. I'm here for this. So uh, text me. I'm, I've gotten a lot of reach outs. I'm, I'm here for you. So let's get started. On the Trello checklist, where I left off at the end of uh, part two of this series was the uh, inspection period and the appraisal period. So assuming that the appraisal comes back and you know buyer and seller agree, or it comes back right at the purchase price, excellent. The next step is, or the next section rather, is the before closing checklist. So first item on this checklist is to email clients the before closing checklist, aka buyer email number five. And again, when you when you meet with me, you get all these emails as well. So what does buyer email number five say? Well, what a good question. I'm so glad you asked. Okay, 
The first thing, again, on every single one of my emails is a video. So few people do this. Again, people, this is not only another touch that a lot of other realtors aren't doing. It's a one-time video that you create for all of your clients and they get to see you and hear you again. And, you know, it's almost as if you're right there with them telling them, hey, these are the next steps. So what does this three-minute video say? I pretty much just uh, relay everything of what's already in the body of the email and the text. Um, because again, if I were to just send this portion here, if you're looking along, it's just words and it's so lengthy and it's so boring. Who wants to read this? Even I don't want to read it. So therefore, even though I made it, you know, bullet, bullet format, you know, no paragraphs or few paragraphs, uh, it's boring. So make it as easy for them as possible to follow along. Boom. They can click on this. It goes straight to my bomb bomb, which I pay for 23 bucks a month for the unlimited. Uh, I highly suggest you do the same. You can also do loom as well. Um, so the next steps, what does this, what, what does the text of buyer email number five say? It says number one, transfer all your utilities over to your personal name on, and your credit card, your checking account, starting at the the closing date. In Arizona, the date of closing or close of escrow belongs to the buyer. It could be different in your state. Definitely check with your team lead, your broker, your, you know, your state leaders. Uh, also, along with what, so essentially, what does the utilities entail? The water, sewer, trash, the electric, the gas, etc. cetera. Uh, you also want to make sure that the solar lease or the solar loan, if that applies in this case, is transferred over. Uh, so that way the seller doesn't um, have that anymore and the buyer can take over the, the loan or the lease, whatever may apply. Number two, so important, <laughs> schedule a locksmith to change the locks on your property the day of closing once you record. So again, it, it depends on, you know, it might be different in other states. So, so definitely check with your broker. I have had a personal scare with this where on my second closing ever, I was representing buyers and they purchased a house from a bigger company. And it about two days later, they had not yet scheduled the, the lock, the locks to be changed. And around midnight, this big company goes into their house, barges into their house and tries to get them to move out of the house, claiming that they were squatters. It was a whole thing. They said that there are no emergencies in real estate. That was actually an emergency. <laughs> uh, that was so scary. Um, so it, even if you have never had any bad issues with this, please use my example to tell your buyers the importance of changing the locks as soon as the, the property records or as soon as you can in your state. Number three, of course, schedule internet and cable because internet, at least in my area, takes a long time to schedule. So you want to make sure that they are ahead of the game. The earlier they can do that, the better. Again, this is this goes out about a week before closing. So it gives them enough time. And uh, any other um, subscriptions or uh, people that they'll need, for example, if they have a pool, schedule the pool company, um, schedule the pest, the weeds you know, I'm trying to think of other, other things, but that's all pretty much that we have here. And what happens, uh, as you scroll down in this email, then I say, it's been great working with you. I've loved helping you through this home purchasing journey. Again, I repeat that also in the video as well. And the bottom of this email, I say, can I ask you for a favor? Do you know of anyone else that's looking to buy or to sell? And this can be in any state, not just in, you know, enter your city and state. 
because from there you can get referrals. And I've gotten referrals this way. It's been great. Actually, not from this email, but from me doing this also in a text. And I'll, I'll explain more of that in a bit. And if they do have someone, you know, can you start a group chat and introduce me to them instead of them um, passing on your phone number? What you want is for them to start a group chat with that potential buyer, with that potential seller, with you on it. That way it's a warm handoff and it's a better conversion right after that. Um, and then I explain what what referrals mean because a lot of people don't realize, don't really know what that means. Um, you know, my business runs off referrals. Clients don't know what that means, especially if they've never been in a, a business owner. So I explain that to them. So boom, I send buyer email number five to the all buyer parties and heading back to this Trello checklist now. Then I ask them to write a review. Again, this is about a week before closing check the checklist there. So sometimes buyers aren't comfortable yet. They want to make sure that they close. That's totally fine too. I do reiterate to them that the review is just based off of me as a person so far in their experience. So they don't have to wait until closing. But if they prefer to wait till closing, totally fine. I'm here for it. Thank you so much. So of course, Zillow is once you actually have a, a closings, but Google doesn't have to be. So you can ask for several reviews from the same clients throughout the process. And that's exactly what's next after that is to do it on, on all of the review platforms. Google, Zillow, Realtor, Facebook business page if you have that, YouTube, whatever it might be. After that, complete the final walkthrough with the buyer or if the uh, final walkthrough waiver applies, then make sure that all the parties sign and it's sent over to the brokers for the review. If you're at the final walkthrough, uh, take the keys out of the super box and put them in a general contractor lock box because as sometimes, you know, listing agents, of course, coordinate with the listing agent. They'll want to uh, use that super box and, you know, immediately push it on to the next listing that they have. So definitely don't want to keep your, keep the, the keys in there. And you definitely want to confirm with the listing agent that it's okay that you remove those keys. So of course, just talk to them and figure out a spot to where the keys are safe and not yet in the buyer's control before, you know, recording, never do that. Uh, so over, just over communicate with the listening agent and um, work something out there. Then tell, again, tell the clients to schedule the locksmith uh, to be, to be done after closing order the closing gift. I just started on um, with client giant and I love it. I personally am so bad at thinking of closing gifts. Ooh, it is so rough. I It's just a blank sheet of paper when I think of what to give a, a client for closing. So I signed up for Client Giant. I'm liking it so far. It's actually a pretty good price. Like for example, VIP clients are like 100 bucks for the year, four gifts a year. So that's 25 bucks and I don't have to think about it. Yes, please. Um, so reach out to them in, in case you also are like me and are a terrible gift giver. <laughs> Um, otherwise, if you already have clients, client gifts, uh, you know, that you already know what to do, I have made the mistake of ordering them too early, like before appraisal, because I wanted it to be done on time and I wanted to give it to the client right at closing, like when they're signing or when we meet at the house and I give them the keys. But as you know, 25% of all, um, contracts fall out of escrow. So sometimes you're left holding the bag and sometimes you'll give it to them anyway. It's kind of awkward, you know, whatever. So 
you want to make sure that all the contingencies are removed before you order a gift. Uh, learn from my mistakes, please. <laughs> so then uh, again, at the bottom here, as we continue scrolling through the checklist, just confirm that the clients and the spouses or even adult kids that you've received a review on whatever platforms you're looking for. Again, with Google, it could be character. So, hey, Allie was a funny realtor. That's That counts, <laughs> you know, whatever it might be. Um, it helps. So you definitely want to, you definitely want to increase your Google presence because, uh, Google is the number one website in the world, followed by YouTube, which is the number two. Google owns YouTube. You need to be on both. So if anything, focus on YouTube, uh, Google reviews with your Google business page and YouTube. But I have a whole, a whole bunch of other videos on, on YouTube. I'm definitely increasing my presence there. So day of closing. If the sellers are in town, um, Oops, I meant to say if the buyers are in town. If the buy, let me fix this right here. If the buyers are in town, because this is the buyer checklist, then coordinate with them. Go to the closing, go to the signing, make sure that title tells you when when the signing is. Sometimes there's a lot of lost communication there, so you have to stay on title to make sure that they tell you <laughs> when the closing is. Ask me how I know. Um, bring your sold key or any sort of um, additional you know, something that you want in social media for the clients to post on their pages, as well as you to post on yours and your website. If the buyers are out of town, then go ahead and congratulate them, call them, send FaceTime them. Good phone calls are what people like. So definitely anytime you have good news, call them. Don't waste it on a text. So that's like people love hearing good news. Um, then if buyers, I, again, being that I work with mainly military, a lot of, well, all military have access to base. Uh, and a lot of times the title companies will waive the notary fee because the buyers or the sellers, whatever military clients that you have, have access to the base and they can avoid paying that $200 mobile notary fee. Um, and they instead they could just go to base and sign there. This helps a lot when your clients are coming out from out of country. Stay, say they're stationed in Japan or Korea right now. They can go on base there. You know, have um, have the closing documents faxed over to the legal base on there. They coordinate with legal and they can sign there and then fax it back. It saves them two hundred bucks. There's no you know buyers don't have to go anywhere to travel. It's, it's super, super easy. Uh, I really like that a lot. But of course, if they don't have access, or if they're not military, then you can just disregard that, that uh, checklist or that check. Then next, uh, title is going to be asking you uh, for the information that's needed to get you paid, of course, very importante. So this goes specifically more into eXp stuff where we have sky slope and it tells you, you know, what buttons to click here to make sure that you get paid. Again, if you're in a different brokerage, then ask the other ask other agents around you how to make sure. And then right before closing, call the buyers again with the news saying, hey, so far, so good. Just wanted to say that we are on track. Do you have any questions? Um, and then ask, this is a perfect opportunity to ask for more referrals. So do you know of anyone else that is, that's looking to buy right now? Or do you know of anyone else looking to sell? And then usually... Again, because a lot of clients don't know how our business uh, works or what referrals even mean, they're usually like, no, I'm, I'm the only one I know moving to Aurora, Colorado. And that's when you can say, I actually can work in any state. I can 
Uh, do you know of anyone else in, looking to move in any state? I would love to help them find an agent that's right for their needs. And usually at that point, you know, what's the most, what's the most common response is, no, I don't. And then I find that, that that's a great opportunity for you to really drill in to what to, to like activate their memory. Specific examples. Usually what I find is when people are looking to buy or sell is any life changes. Like maybe someone, you know, that my, that is pregnant now looking to maybe increase and, you know, upgrade their house or maybe some parents whose like kids just went away for college that might be looking to downsize into something smaller. Do you know of anybody like that? Or maybe somebody that got a job promotion? And then just stay silent for a little bit and see, give them the opportunity to think about it. They might, they might have somebody. And uh, if they do, again, tell them this is the perfect time to train your, your clients. If you do, or when you do, I, instead of you passing on my phone number, I would love if you do me a huge favor. And instead of just passing my phone number, if you could introduce me in a group chat, that would be, that would mean a lot to me. And they're usually like, oh yeah, too easy. Yeah, I'll introduce you to my friend whenever I, you know, find of someone, find out about somebody moving. And that usually in, uh, increases the conversion rate by a lot. So then <laughs> the last section here on this uh, before closing checklist is clearly a lesson learned for me. So I added it on here. Um, <laughs> make sure that the lead-based disclosure uh, has been signed by the buyer and that they're given the pamphlet this almost became a close, this was a close call for us. So if they don't have it, ask your TC to do it immediately because the fine is big and you'll be the one paying for it. So that's another uh, foolproof measure to make sure that all of your paperwork is good to go. Then we have the after closing checklist. And what's the first thing here? Buyer email number six, which essentially is asking for a review. Again, in case they haven't yet reviewed, uh, reviewed you. So let's Take you over to buyer email number six. Buyer email number six here, subject line. Can you can you leave me a review? And here I say there are thousands of realtors in you know X city, and you chose to work with me. For that, I am so so thankful. Can you let me know what I could have done to make it an even better experience? And what do I have right after that? Of course, a video. It's two minutes long. It describes everything on here that I'm asking for a review, and then I'm thanking them for the opportunity that they gave me to work with them. So, and here again, after we meet together um, and you get these checklists, you'll be, you'll see what the video exactly says. Um, after that, scrolling down the email here, can you make a video review of how I helped you? This I usually do also when I'm on the phone with them and when I'm giving the keys, uh, that's the perfect opportunity to take, to uh, snap a quick video. It doesn't have to be long, 30 seconds. And the only thing that I ask them to do, I'm like, Hey, would you mind if I take a quick video of you? And they're usually like, yeah, of course, you know, they're excited. You just help them buy a house. And they're like, yeah, cool. Of course, sometimes they're nervous, but that's natural. Not everyone is okay in front of a camera. So, um, the, the highest level of testimonials are videos. So if you can get that, you know, the more you can get that and add that to your website, to your Google business page, the more you're going to rank. So definitely ask them and you can, it doesn't have to be long. The only question they really have to, to ask or answer is what was it like working with Allie? So they can start the sentence off that way. Working with Allie was, and then just let them say whatever they want to say. Um, and then, you know, the longer, the better, of course. But anyway, I'm trailing off a little bit here. So back back to buyer email number six. 
this is where I asked them for a video review. And um, I also asked them to start off the the written review with the following, like IPCS to Davis Monthan Air Force Base uh, with an Aligar said, help me buy or sell a home in XYZ city. And working with Ali was blank. I have this because these are key words. Again, SEO is so, so important when it comes to getting reviews and getting ranked and therefore getting more clients, clients reaching out to you. So I, being that my meat and potatoes are working with military clients, I want the keywords PCS. I want the keyword Davis Monthan Air Force Base. Of course, you're also going to want to have your name and city. Those Having those uh, keywords will rank you. So you know, for example, say you live in, you know, I don't know, I don't know, any other city, just plug and play um, this exact beginning into your buyer email number six. And I ha I also give some examples too. some examples. If you were a buyer, how long did we work together that uh, will show other people how patient I am? Uh, what type of loan did you have? Because the more that they can share that, the more other people reading those reviews will say, oh man, I also have an FHA loan. Great. It looks like she's done this before and maybe I, I want to work with her. Then the next is if you were remote during the home buying process, if my team helped you with like during FaceTime or sending you videos of the properties from afar, this is what we do for 90% of our clients. Um, majority of them have not been in Tucson even until after closing. So, and then negotiations, how did the negotiations work? How much under did we get the, did we get the property? How much did you already have an instant equity because of our negotiation skills uh, that you were able to close with, with and immediately grow your net worth? Uh, how many other offers were on the table and when the sellers chose your offer? And if there weren't any, how far under was the original list price to what we were able to get it under contract for? And was my team helpful in providing guidance? These are just some examples of what they can, or, you know, of course they don't have to use these, but I'm using these to trigger their memory from the very, very beginning of when we met all of the good, um, you know, all the, all the good times that we shared. <laughs> uh, and then of course I have the link to the Zillow and Google. Um, I also have an example of a previous, uh, buyer review. So this, so go through your buyer reviews, find the one that you like the best, find like the one that just stands out and put that review in your uh, template for this email. So in that way, other buyers can start to subliminally see, oh, this is like what she expects. This is going to be, okay, a really beefy, you know, um, testimonial, a really beefy review. So I do that. And then also at the bottom here, my business runs on referrals, meaning I rely on the on your word of mouth and telling other buyers and sellers to continue making a living. This is what I do to make a living. Um, so if you know of anywhere of anyone moving anywhere in any state, please connect me. Um, I can connect them to a few, a few realtors that will help them every step of the way. Thank you so much. And then a little signature block, boom, and then I send it. Now, that is buyer email number six, and that is the last uh, of the official emails within the buyer process, but we're not done with the checklist. So after that, of course, you get the keys from seller, uh, and if it's an iBuyer, make sure, or uh, pretty much if it has like a programming, uh, if it has a, if the house has a keypad, you want to make sure that you have the instructions on how to erase all of the old codes and re program it or maybe just buy a whole new one in case you don't have that. Um, again, 
changing your changing keys, as you know, it's it's not a cheap <laughs> at all. Uh, locksmiths make pretty good money, <laughs> so make sure that your buyers know about how much to expect to change out all the locks. Then in bold here, in all of my checklists on my Trello, anything in bold is what I have my assistant do. So the assistant will add the client photo, the client testimonial to my website, to social media, and to post. Um, this is also a great way on specifically on Instagram for you to invite the client as a collaborator because that way it's that same post and it not only shows up in front of your audience, but now you're showing up in front of their audience. Even if their audience is a hundred people, it doesn't matter how few of their followers are, you get in front of a whole new audience. So now their, their friends can say, oh my gosh, wow, Ashley could close with Allie. Who is this Allie person? They're showing up on my on my feed because I'm friends with client Ashley, but realtor Allie seems pretty cool. Maybe I'll follow her. Maybe it'll become a you know, relationship later on. And then add them to HomeBot in case you're using HomeBot. Uh, HomeBot also is a group. It's a great way to, to get an inside scoop on if your clients are looking into the valuation of their home. Um, how reliant they are with accurate information. That's another story. It might be really good in your area. It might not. Uh, a lot of lenders do pay for this already because it's a great way for them to um, see if the buyers want to refinance. So they're always keeping an eye on this. So reach out to a couple of lenders and see if they already have HomeBot. They usually have, I think, like between eight to 10 slots available for them to give to agents. So reach out. And then one day after that, I reconfirmed that the clients have reviewed me on all the platforms and it's a lot of platforms, right? Like you want to be everywhere. So to make this as simple as possible, I tell them, Hey, I know it's a lot, but you only have to put effort into one review and then you can just copy and paste into everything else. So, and I want to catch that early. I do it one day after just to make sure. Cause otherwise if I'm doing it, you know, two months later, when I remember later on down the road, they're not going to want to do it. The, the honeymoon phase is over. Their, their high from purchasing a house is gone. So catch it early. And then of course, find out, find out the status of the closing gift in case um, you're using client giant or anything else like that. Make sure that, um, that that's being worked on. And again, the next two items are uh, ways to, or reminders to review the other, the cross agent. Of course, if they're good, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm not a fan of leaving bad reviews, but so if the cross agent was exceptional, you liked working with them and you truly want to work with them again, write them a business, uh, review on Google, help their business out because it's such a small world. And the amount of agents that help other agents is very small. I'm finding. So anything that we can do to help each other out, it will come back to you, you know, like, so leave them a review. Like, and this is, I have an example here. I'm another agent in this same marketplace. Um, but if, but this message is to every other agent. If you ever have a chance to work with the Sydney, you're consider yourself lucky. They know what they're doing for their client. Uh, we help them close or we work together on XYZ transaction, like from Ali Garced, realtor, blah, blah, blah. Um, that helps them out so much. And guess what? Next time they have a listing and you're the buyer, guess who they're going to want to work with? You. So, and then the same thing here right at the bottom after this is invite them to any sort of annual parties, events, or really any event. Just keep that relationship going. Um, <laughs> I also have inside this bullet here uh, is 
to let them know that it's not a recruiting event. Again, I work with EXP, so therefore, oh, we have to like explain ourselves like no we're actually here to work <laughs> like we're not here to recruit <laughs> so uh yeah so I, I have that in the script here in case you are e exp um like i mentioned before i think if it was in my first video with this one or my my uh interview with dj but whenever i call an agent from a different brokerage I literally have to say, hey, it's Ali Garced. I'm a local realtor here with EXP Realty. Don't worry. I'm not trying to recruit you. And then I leave a little bit of a pause because they're usually like, oh, they laugh or they're like, oh, thank goodness. You know, I've already gotten 10, 15 calls a day. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I'm actually representing a buyer and we're interested in 123 Main Street. You know, when can I view it? Um, so I definitely, and other EXP agents know, they definitely have to like be on the defense. Like, hey, no, we're not trying to recruit. We're just trying to be friends. <laughs> Um, okay, anyway, carrying on. Then after you add all the photos and the videos taken with the client at the closing or uh, presenting the closing gift uh, or at their house, put it in your Google business page. Anything you can do at least once a week to ramp up your Google business page, do it. Uh, especially if they leave a video testimonial. Ooh, that is perfect. Throw it on your, on your YouTube, throw it on your business page and watch yourself rank on page one. Um, so also if, in case you want to do this, I know this is like a whole nother thing on its own, but you can also add that address of the property to a, a Google page that you own sites.google.com. You can create a website there and where you can have all like a lot of different pinpoints of, Hey, these are all the homes that I've sold. So in case you're ever, um, you ever need to, you know, prove yourself pretty much to a buyer or a seller. You can say, hey, th these are all the homes that I've sold in the last or ever. Um, Zillow does this too, but sometimes I feel like they don't capture everything. Uh, so this is a good way for you to pinpoint um, and show buyers or sellers in your listing presentation or your buyer consultation. Then the next section that we have here is following up one month after closing. I have realized that a lot of agents are scared to reach out to their clients because as you know, as I know, something always breaks, right? Especially if it's a first time home buyer, something is going to break within the first three months. It's just inevitable. <laughs> um, so therefore a lot of agents are scared to make that call. And they're like, oh my gosh, I know that that like, you know, maybe the AC was a little bit old or, or, you know, something they're scared of actually following up and saying, Hey, is everything going okay? But the clients want that. The clients need that from you. Uh, instead, what a lot of agents do is close, you know, they post their, their stuff on social media and then they call it a day, they boom, they disappear right when that client might actually need them the most. Like, oh my gosh, my water heater just broke or, you know, something. They need a contractor. They need a, they need a, an introduction to somebody that you know, but you didn't ask them. Sometimes the clients don't feel comfortable reaching out to you. They might think you're too busy. They might think you're, that's not your, uh, you know, scope of work anymore. And although legally it's not, it's a way to even further develop that relationship. So one month after closing or, you know, even one week out, but definitely one uh, uh, month one after as well, reach out to them saying, Hey, how are things going with your home? Like, honestly, how are things going? And let them tell you, they might say, Oh my gosh, we freaking love it. I, you know, that's it. Like all, all, butterflies and roses or they might say actually the roof caved in you know you know something like worst case scenario you can connect them to 
a real estate attorney or a, a contractor or a landscaping person because their weeds are now out of control. Whatever it is, just be a resource for them. They they want that from you. Um, and that's another perfect opportunity too to see if they are looking, if they know of anybody yet, if they ever found, remembered somebody that had a job promotion, et cetera, et cetera, for a referral. And then after that, about five months after closing, that's when I mail out the uh, six month gift, like happy six months of being in your home. I We mail them a uh, candle, small candle, uh, branded and a card. And then about 11 months after, right before their one year home anniversary, we mail them a bottle of wine. Of course, if they don't drink, we mail them something else with um, our logo and a card as well. A lot of times people will keep this card, especially if you got them a killer deal. Like, hey, I'm so I'm so happy that we worked together and you were able to increase your net worth by $17,000 just by closing on this house. That is something that they, that they will keep on their fridge for a long time. And whenever they have guests over, they're going to say, oh my gosh, wow, you made $17,000. You add that to your net worth by purchasing this house. And whose name are they going to read at the bottom there? Allie, the agent. So don't don't sleep on on cards. They're they're amazing. And then every three months, again, if you have access to that home bot, you can log in and see if they see if they've logged in at all. They may they may they may have not. Um, they may have not. They may have not. Why does that sound weird? <laughs> anyway, carrying on, uh, sending holiday cards around the holidays. Um, always good to do. Again, staying in touch with them. And sending birthday cards to the buyer, or if they're also married, the spouses, the kids, um, whichever you you know the best way that you that you increase your relationship with them. So just stay top of mind and do it genuinely. So if you're you know driving by the area, or maybe even if you're not, say hey, I call them. Hey, I was just thinking about you. Hope you're having a great day. And that's it. Uh, again, people like positive phone calls. You, you don't want to correlate your phone calls to mean bad news, which side note is what a lot of property managers do. Um, so it's nice to flip that on its head. Then keep sending the review me email, that buyer email number six for the reviews if they haven't already done it and ask for a video review just in case they haven't done it yet. And when they do review, actually respond. Google sees if you're responding to your Google reviews and the way that you respond is everything. So make sure that you're professional, make sure that you're, you know, whatever your brand is, if you're funny, if you're loud, if you're sarcastic, whatever it is, uh, respond to the review. And when they do review, blast it on, on all of your social media, on your Instagram, your TikTok, your YouTube, your website, everywhere. And every year, send a CMA. I would probably actually even do this month six. So month six, and then probably every year after that, send a CMA, again, another touch point to stay in front of them because you never know, you never know when they might be looking to sell, uh, when they might be looking to purchase another property. So they could, you know, refinance or, you know, pull money out of that one, purchase another one. You want them to become, um, forever clients. And this is something that I learned from the Tom Ferry Summit uh, that I went to a couple of months ago that I'm recording this right now in 2023. They said to stop calling these clients past clients. Eliminate the term past clients from your vocabulary. They should be forever clients, just like you should be their forever realtor. So that doesn't mean one transaction and, and they never hear from you again. 
continue always furthering that relationship. And you'll find that a couple of years down the road, your business really will run on only referrals. Uh, your outbound prospecting will have, you know, you won't have to do as much outbound prospecting. So that starts with CMAs. Hey, as a, uh, what I do is I have one of my teammates here or, you know, partners here with EXP, since we're not on a formal team, there are no team splits. I have one of my partners here send out all of the CMAs to everyone in my past clients. Hey, as a service of working with Allie, I am, you know, working with Allie as well. We want to give you an update, whether or not you, if you, if you're interested or not, uh, you don't have to open this, but just wanted to let you know, we've done the research for, for you. This is what Zillow says is, is what your property is worth, but these, this is what the, what your actual property is worth, um, based off of data. And this is why, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach back out. This is our phone number. Look forward to hearing from you. And that's it. It doesn't have to be long at all. Um, then the last section of this, um, follow-up checklist is to send them the shred method link. Shred method. I made a video about this as well. It's a, it's a company where you can utilize a, um, a line of credit in order to pay down or shred your mortgages super, super fast. I am a big proponent because I personally have used it myself um, before I even told, you know, before I even told anyone about this, about this company. I love it. And it's a great way for, especially for your investor clients, but really it helps anyone out um, to eliminate, like take a, take a 30 year mortgage and instead of paying it over those three decades, you could pay it in months or even, or years or even months. I paid off one of my mortgages in four months uh, doing this, but this is not about that. Uh, so anyway, look into it in case you have investor clients or somebody that wants to get rid of their mortgage, which don't we all. <laughs> At the bottom section here is red flags. Um, investors, investors trying to get owner occupied loans without already living in the area. That is a red flag. And again, I have this on my Trello checklist. So if somebody touches this red flag, I know I don't want to work with them. You do not have to work with everyone. You are your own business owner. You can choose who and who you work with and more importantly, who you don't. So if an investor is trying to say that they want to get an owner occupied loan, which I've had before and they're like, Oh yeah, but I still want to get, you know, a VA loan or FHA loan. No, that's not for me. I'm not doing that. I will not go to jail for you. <laughs> so next. Um, so I add that to the red flag and, uh, just my own personal notes here, which maybe, uh, I don't know, I should or should not be sharing, but either way, you're going to get this when you get a copy of this. Uh, if, if a client cannot respond to yes or no questions, it might be too early in the game for them. So again, there's a power, there's the power of asking three questions in a row, like three deep, why? But if they can't answer simple yes or no questions, it's going to be a difficult transaction. So at that point, I wouldn't want to work with a client. Um, and then the next thing here is if, of course, the buyer doesn't give you the pre-approval letter or re refuses to meet with any lender, then at that point, again, it might be too early in the process for them. They might not be serious buyers yet. And a lot of scams, oh, so many scams are happening right now where um, I'm sure you're getting this too. Buyers or supposed buyers texting you saying, hey, are you a real estate in your uh, real estate agent in your state? I'm like, Yes. Uh, and then they try to get you to talk to them over WhatsApp. I'm not really sure how that scam actually ends up playing out, but 
um, I don't do that. So just be careful. There's so much scam, so many scams going on in this industry right now, especially for real estate agents. Be careful what emails you, you know, click onto. The same thing that you tell your clients that you're warning your clients about. Keep that in mind for yourself. So that is everything. I've covered the entire home buyer checklist. Um, again, these I'm giving away these checklists. Just you just have to meet with me first. Um, Calendly, I'll send you my Calendly link. You can text 520-341-2552. Text the word checklist and that'll automatically send you the the link to it. Only if you text the word checklist, one word, no emojis, otherwise it, it doesn't work. But um, if you have any questions, I'm Allie the agent. Again, if this has helped at all, please give Keeping It Real a five-star review. We love hearing from you. And we're here for the seller checklist that, that'll be starting potentially next week. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you on the next one.